This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends... Here's Lisa, living fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined by yet another phenomenal guest. So who is our guest of today? Tanya Otterstein-Lees is an authoritative expert on self-care, a health, wellness, and fitness coach who's been featured on Rogers TV, on worldly podcasts, quoted in magazines, is a motivational speaker, co-author, hosts two podcast shows, and is a YouTube channeler. Tanya works with busy women across the globe to support, motivate, and inspire them to become empowered and make self-care a priority in their daily lives, helping women to acknowledge and give themselves permission to achieve their own personal goals without feeling the need to make sacrifices, without letting their fears or excuses stop them, and to accepting how crucial making vital life depends me time every day is. Tanya transforms the lives of women by helping them gain self-confidence, self-love, self-worth, loving their own reflection, revamping their outlook on life, and include time to move their body, develop positive mind shift, and rich self-discovery. Tanya has two podcast shows, facilitate support groups for women, and lunch and lean workshops, run body and mindset makeover, programs and online coaching, and training programs, and is a keynote presenter. Wow, what a repertoire. Welcome to the show. Oh, Tanya, how are you, my friend? Oh, Lisa, I am wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm so excited because I know we share the same passion. So thank you very much again. And Lisa, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great, thanks. The sun is shining. It's absolutely yeah. beautiful. And I just want to say, you know, this has been long in the works to have you on the show because you were so gracious and so kind in inviting me onto your platform. And we had such a wonderful time and covered a lot of ground in a finite period of time, which I'm hoping to replicate here on my show, Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. 
world. So I want to dive right in. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is unscripted for people who follow me. I think it makes for a much more authentic, organic conversation. You never quite know what direction it's going to go in, but it's all relative and relevant. Uh, So, you know, the one thing that I love about your bio is that you preface self-love, self-worth, all the things self-proceeding, because it is an inside job first and foremost, and particularly for women or anybody who wears the uh, title or embodies the position of being a leader and being an uplifter or anything of the like, you've got to do the work yourself. Otherwise, you're going to be no good to anybody else, and people are going to be able to detect very quickly to what degree you're not offering operating on all pistons. So let's talk a little bit about, particularly sitting in COVID time, you know, we understand the health risk, we understand, uh, you know, it's important to protect ourselves so as not to further put other people in harm's way. But let's talk about the whole relationship between the mind-body spirit. Mm -hmm. Because usually some people are very proficient in one or two areas, but they fall short in another. So let's talk about how we do that. How does one truly do that without it sounding like cliche or or a buzzword? (laughs) Yeah, because it is complex. You're right. And I love, Lisa, how you said, you know, we can really excel in two areas and not the other. Uh, So it all begins with waking up. And, you know, there's days where we haven't had a good night's sleep and you wake up tired and you look in the mirror and you're giving yourself all these negative messages. So what I do, what works for me, and when I talk to other women and coach them along and give them, you know, ways of of changing that, because we have to remember, Lisa, it's taking baby steps Mm -hmm. and realizing those baby steps are so important. So when you wake up and look in the mirror, It's okay, and it's a good point to acknowledge those negative thoughts, but it's a difference. Do not give them power. So if I'm looking in the mirror and I'm saying, oh, another gray hair, I look so tired, that's okay, I heard that. But instead, I'm going to give it positive affirmation say but look at my beautiful smile look at my you know beautiful blue eyes so always having those baby steps giving those positive affirmations with any negative thoughts you hear and it is something that you need to practice every day and and it becomes a habit and when I talked about and you talked about you know we can excel in certain areas so you know you can move your body, exercise all you want. You can eat balance, but if your mindset, Lisa, if your mindset is not in a place of having positive thoughts about yourself, of not validating who you are and not giving yourself permission to make choices and not saying to yourself, I'm important, I need to make myself a priority, if mm-hmm. none of those things are there, then things are not going to balance out. And you're never going to see yourself as this beautiful, unique, individual person that you are with this amazing talent that we all have and this amazing love that you give away, but give it to yourself instead. And there's so many different areas this can cover. You know, and a lot of it has to do with, too, you know, is is how do we love ourselves? How do we make self-care a priority? Because there's so many outside influences, Lisa. Mm-hmm. There's social media. There's magazines. There's maybe, you know, someone you're following, the friend you know. 
And you want to be like that person. You want to do what they are, but forgetting who you are. Mm-hmm. Be yourself. I mean, your family members, your friends love you like you for who you are. It's time to love and like yourself. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, Thanks. you hit upon a lot of really key points that I want to take some time, uh, concentrated time to revisit each of them. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try and simultaneously hold all this yeah. um, because again, it's, it's unscripted. So, you know, when we talk about all the self-love, we talk mm-hmm. about, you know, not focusing on the negative thing, right? But when yeah. you're working with a coach, like, when you're coaching a client who say hypothetically is coming from 20 years yeah. of uh, scripting where it's been the reverse, it's been only the negative that's been reinforced, either yeah. from the beginning of their childhood, working right through, because, you know, you become a product of your environment. So until you yeah. know differently, you don't do differently. Yeah. So if all you know and all you gravitate towards is what you're initially introduced to in the beginning stages of your life. Mm -hmm. If you have a client who's like, say, for example, you know, a 50-year-old woman, and for the majority of her life, she has only been concentrated in negative messaging, negative blueprinting, Mm -hmm. and that's been indoctrinated into her head. How do you realistically cut through that? Yeah, you know what? There's so many women that face that, and it's these subconscious thoughts that are really stuck deep within and until we I'll say harness or unleash those feelings they're always going to be there so when I talk to women and we dig deep and I find out you know What's having you feel this way? And we look back over, like you mentioned, years and years and years and years because they often don't even realize it. So I'm going to turn the table a bit and take my own story, for example. Sure. And this, you know, other listeners are possibly have been in the same situation and, and that might help them to understand how that shift comes from your own mindset. So... Up until, I'm going to say, nine nine months ago, I didn't talk about this, but it helps to explain a lot of things I had gone through. So even though I grew up in a wonderful household, had two loving, loving parents, I was bullied in school. Uh, I began about grade five, six, bullied, you know, told whatever, nasty things come along middle school grade seven eight I was sexually harassed um, and it didn't stop until I finally piped up and and said you know you touch me again I'm going to contact police and it finally stopped then in my early 20s I was for eight years in a relationship that was often verbally abusive so ended that and You know, I didn't realize it, though all those experiences were so deep within me that even though this has been a 25-year journey of self-growth, I would still have those thoughts, even though I preached it and talked about importance of it and lived by it, there was still that occasionally those thoughts of, oh, but I need to be better and I need to do this. And, you know, women are looking up to me. I need to change this. So it has been a constant journey. And, and you know, talking to those women that are 50 years old or older have gone through similar situations. 
sharing that story with them helps them to realize, whoa, you're right, Tanya. Mm -hmm. These are reasons I've never seen myself in a positive light. These are reasons, even though people, significant others, people I love tell me I'm wonderful, I never believed it. Mm -hmm. And it's that believing again digging deep, harnessing those deep feelings and also being proud of the baby steps you're taking. So a woman who's never felt positive about herself, never has moved her body, all of a sudden she's going for a walk every day. All of a sudden, like Tanya, I looked at myself and I thought it was beautiful. Well, hallelujah, that is a celebration. Those are baby steps. You're moving your body. You're thinking, you know, you're acknowledging you're beautiful. I mean, that bringing that to light and celebrating that and being proud of yourself for doing that, those baby steps eventually lead to this road of self-discovery and believing in yourself. And I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight, Lisa. This is a constant journey that, like I said, I've been doing for 25 years and I'm going to continue doing. And I encourage every other woman to continue to do it because even women that really have a wonderful, beautiful self-confidence, there's still a part in them that's not confident. Mm-hmm. So well, I, I, I want to commend you. Yeah. I, I really want to commend you because, you know, when somebody of your stature or anyone of the like is, you know, referred to, regarded, looked up to, sought out as an expert, you know, mm-hmm. oftentimes people want to maintain more so the persona than the realness of the fact that, you know what? To disillusion anybody, clients, uh, people on social media, people who are following you, etc. You know, we're humans, so we're going to get tripped up. And healing yeah. is always an ongoing process. And anybody who's committed to fierce growth and rapid momentum with their development uh, will honor the reality and the truth of, you know what? I may be your coach. I may be the leader. I might be facilitating this and my name might be attached to all kinds of wonderful stellar accolades, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, if people don't see you as relatable and if people don't see that you're willing to take the um, lead on being vulnerable, therefore giving other permission, other people permission to release the facade or to unveil the mask or to make that true shift, that paradigm shift Mm -hmm. that allows who they actually are good, bad, indifferent to come to the surface, well, you just lost, you just lost what you were trying to accomplish. So I want to give you true props for that because, you know, being an expert and interfacing with all these people and having the repertoire and the roster of clients that you do, a lot of people in your position, Tanya, it happens all the time. They shy away from talking about anything perceivably taboo or anything that might shine the light on still ongoing areas of weakness or deficiency. So good for you. Thank you very much, Lisa. Absolutely. So the other thing that you said, too, um, before you had the opportunity to answer that last question, which mm-hmm. I appreciate your succinct answering and beautiful, is, you know, when, when people are looking to follow other people on social media, and this is where I think it becomes the downfall for people, is, yes, take a look at the people who are aspiring or have already been successful in what it is you endeavor to do or be successful in as well. But I think oftentimes people feel 
to be so-called successful or to be the attractor factor, they have to cherry pick or piggyback or completely emulate what other people are doing, not realizing that those people are successful because they found their own voice yes. and they're, they're truly honoring who they are, mm-hmm. um, where they don't have to hide behind a script, you know, is this yeah. what so-and-so would say? No. What are you, what are you saying? Like mm-hmm. we're, if we're following you, what, what do you stand for? What will you go to the wall for? What do you believe in? What are your non-negotiables? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people who aspire to have more of a, a presence or buy-in from people, they think that that can only solely come from to what degree they emulate or take on or cherry pick what other people are doing, thinking they're going to have equal success. And that's where mm-hmm. I think they've missed the boat completely. Yeah. Yeah, so what definitely. what do you what do you say to that, Tanya? Because you know that goes that goes on all the time. Oh, doesn't it? Right, doesn't it? Yeah. And you know, it goes back to what we talked about at the beginning, Lisa. What I believe is that people often do not find happiness in themselves, and you know what I mean by that is, yes, you can. I don't want to use the word look up, but you can see someone else and and love what they're doing. However, like you said, they are who they are, Mm -hmm. right? They are who they are, but you are who you are. And look at your life and feel grateful. I've, you know, when we feel grateful and we feel joy for the little things of our, in our life and what we have, then we begin to love more of what we have. So instead of saying, oh, I want to be like that person because, you know, they have, let's say, so many followers or they have a big house and a big car and, you know, it goes on and on and on and on. But you forget the things that you have in your life. I mean, you have your health, Mm -hmm. you know. You have, let's say, a roof over your head. You have people in your life that love you and bring they bring you joy and you bring them joy and instead of trying to be like them and it's a really hard thing to do because we 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 want to compare we compare 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 ourselves all the time Mm -hmm. and it needs to stop we do it without even realizing but it's catching yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. I've done it. To, I've done it too. Oh, I mean, it, it's normal. We're human beings, except that, yeah, it happens. But change that. It's like you know, I'll say, oh, I wish you know, I looked like them. But it's like, no, that is not who I am. Like this is who I am, and this is who I need to be, and this is who I want to be. Mm-hmm. And you know, if. If maybe there's something that they have, um, and I'm going to be given materialistic example. Let's say they have a, a wonderful book they wrote and you're inspired by this book. Well, then why not write one and, it, you know, write a book for yourself about, mm-hmm. you know, what what's the topic that you love talking about? Because let's be honest, Lisa, we all have something we have a passion for. We love talking about. So write it. And it doesn't mean it needs to be published, but, you know, share it with your friends and inspire to be you. And mm-hmm. it it's something that we do and can struggle with. And it's important to know that struggles are learning curves struggles are stepping stones struggles are a journey 
But with the struggles, at the same time, when we look inside of ourselves, we're actually learning something about ourselves. And write it down, write it Mm -hmm. down, because we start to write down things. Then we look back and reflect on them, and we start to see this pattern. And when we can see that pattern, we can learn from it and say, okay, I'm seeing this pattern of this. I'm wanting to be like this person because of this. Let's change that around. And let's make a pattern of becoming me and who I am. I mean, it's such a complex question. It's such a complex topic, right? I mean, there's no right or wrong answer. Mm -hmm. But it's the little things you do in between. Again, going back to what, you know, I've said at the beginning, Love what you have in your life. Mm -hmm. And when you begin to be grateful for the little things of life, it actually snowballs to loving so many things and everything in your life. And you end up actually becoming a happier person. And, and am I, you know, can I attest to that? Yes, I can. Because people will say to me, you know, Tanya, you're always smiling. Why? Right. <laughs> and they know my history, but it's like, what's there not to smile like that? And the things that could have been potentially really bad don't seem that bad after all, because it could have been worse. Absolutely. It could have been worse, right? Um, and there's so many things too when we um, get stuck. Get mm-hmm. stuck, get stuck, get stuck. And there's nothing wrong to reach out to somebody and, and say, you know, I'm struggling with this or I'm constantly comparing myself. Like if you feel you really not need to talk to somebody about it, then reach out. And it doesn't, if you feel uncomfortable reaching out to someone, you know, there's so many other people that you can reach out to. So I really encourage people to go on that that journey or that self-journaling and and having daily gratitude every day so that, you start loving who you are and the things you have in your life. Absolutely. Beautiful. Well, a couple more things I want to add on to what you've said. So, I mean, not only is the comparison trap, it's counterintuitive and it's disempowering, but if you fall prey to that, and I'm not saying we all haven't at different times, but when you catch yourself doing that, what you have to be cognizant and mindful of is that you're always when you get yourself mired in comparing yourself to other people, it's always going to be an apples and oranges game. Yeah. It's it's always going to be an apples and oranges game. Yeah. Because, there's, you know, and it doesn't matter what commonality or similarities or if people, you know, bear the same titles or the same, <laughs> you know, on par level of success or whatever the case may be. It's always going to be an apples and oranges game. So yeah. if you can if you can understand that then you would be very quick to pivot and go, oh, well, I don't want to be guilty of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, I don't want to be guilty of that. But the other yeah. thing that you said, too, that was very important um, is gratitude. And it's not my, you know, I've, I've seen these adages and all kinds of memes go through social media, so it's not mine to coin. Um, but I will parif- or reiterate it because it's, it's true. If you're not grateful with what you already have now, what makes you think you would be grateful with more? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there's people that have a lot of money, but you know what? They're not happy. Mm-hmm. Right? Money doesn't create happiness. It's 
it's being thankful for the things you have in your life, those little things. You know, it's kind of like when, you know, it's here in, you know, where we live, we have winter. <laughs> and yep. when you smell that first spring rain, oh my gosh, does it smell good, right? Doesn't it? <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, someone could think, what? It's like, oh yeah, it does smell good, doesn't it? It's like, yeah, like it's great, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or, or you know, having that flower, smelling that first rose and, and feeling the joy of the sun on your face and oh my gosh you could go on and on and on (laughs) absolutely absolutely well I I want to um you know because living fearlessly and people who are invited to come on my show for a whole myriad and plethora of reasons they in my opinion fit the bill for uh, somebody who's truly living fearlessly but everybody has their own definition of that so what does living fearlessly mean to you Tanya Oh, so many things. <laughs> oh, I'd say living fearlessly for me is not being afraid to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Yeah. So I'm a mom with teenagers. I am not afraid to tell them how I feel. I mean, they, they'll tell you like, mom, yeah, she tells us when she's really you know, unhappy or ticked off with us. But at the same time, I'll tell them, you know, I'll say, I'll call them Sally and Joe. Sally and Joe, you know, I'm really upset with you right now. And I don't like you right now for these reasons, but I'll always love you because I am a parent, right? And if Mm -hmm. I don't honor and let them know how I'm feeling, how can they honor themselves? So not being afraid to make mistakes and owning up to them. I mean, I've, I've, um, you know, spook, spoken in groups with women and, and openly talked to them about my mistakes. And I've learned them. They're like, wow, you're fessing up to your mistakes and you're owning them. It's like, yeah, because if I don't own it and if I don't share that, how can I have other women honor themselves and live up to their fear? So, yeah, it's just, again, owning my fear, not being afraid to mis- make mistakes not having the fear of not being perfect. I mean, I'm a human. I'm not a, ser- you know, the super person. I have mm-hmm. limits too. Absolutely. Uh, and and not being f- fearful of being wrong and not having the fear of trying something mm-hmm. and realizing that, oh, this was a failure. Because often, you know, so many of us hold ourselves back for the fear of failing. It's like riding a bike. If you, if a child or an adult had the fear of falling, are they ever going to learn to ride that bike? No, right? Mm-hmm. If someone's trying a new exercise, if they've had, and, and they, actually, this is a true people I've heard. Well, I don't want to do that because I'm afraid of hurting myself. Guess what? You can still do that. Modify it. Make it work for you. Yes. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. At least you've learned it and you haven't had that fear hold you back. And, you know, if I can just add something in my own little story, just, you know, last weekend, my husband and I went out mountain biking and our kids went kayaking. And I, Lisa, I, my husband and I used to mountain bike and we'd be in races right before we had kids. So 17 years later, I got on a, my mountain bike, you know, and I was riding and, um, you know, my husband said, 
I'm going to stay with you. She's like, no, 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 you go. And I said to him, I said, look, I said, I'm really not comfortable right now. And I'm kind of scared. He's like, you'll be okay. And being honest, he actually lifted me up by saying, you'll be okay. And I'm on there and I'm cautious doing these hills and these jumps and these routes. And at the end, I got more and more confidence because I started talking to myself as Tanya let that fear stop. Stop feeling the fear. You're going to fall. If you fall, you get up and go again. So, you know, hearing the fear, acknowledging mm -hmm. it, but not giving it power. And it's okay if I fall, I'll get up. A few scrapes and bruises, no big teeth. You know, no big deals. I'm going to honor those scrapes and bruises. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and really, what it boils down to is the more you embrace, even though if you know there might be that fear factor that's attached to it, but the more you embrace, the less you potentially end up regretting. Right? Yes. yes. Life and, is about um, journeys. Life is about experiences. <laughs> Well, and the people that I know who are truly living fearlessly, you know, they're the ones who, if they're fearful of anything, it's mediocrity and complacency mm -hmm. because, you know, to not grow, to not expand, to not transform, to not learn new things or, yeah. you know, that is the, and that for me is a bit of a fear factor, which is why I always push myself because if I haven't exceeded or outperformed myself again not being in, in comparing myself to other people but comparing myself to myself yeah. if i can't measure my own growth between this year last year or this week last week or today versus yesterday yes. um then that's where i take issue with myself i don't need somebody yeah. micromanaging over me or saying you know like come on get on with it you know within yourself if you're falling short you know within yourself if you're talking yourself out of things that you should be mm. more so talking yourself into correct yeah. oh definitely definitely we talk ourselves out of so many things and is there not a quote lisa goes something like our biggest competitor is ourself something yes. like that a quote i've heard before but yeah mm -hmm. you're right right it's if you keep on saying oh i want to try this but you stop yourself i mean you are so right with what you said well, and who wants to live in regret? I mean, because we all know that, you know, our time here is going to, you know, expire, yeah. regardless of what your religious, spiritual beliefs are after the fact. I mean, mm -hmm. in terms of the here and now, being in the material, physical world, our experience of what we've come to know our lives to be today, that's going to come to an end. And yeah. so because there's no crystal ball uh, to predict when that might be, if this is our last 24 hours, how do you want to go out? Yeah. Yeah, it's true, right? You you hear it all the time that, you know, when they ask people, uh, specifically older adults, when they're on their deathbed, you know, what, what do you regret in life? And, and they say, things that I had a fear of trying. I should have mm -hmm. gone for it anyway. And, you know, and there's things, you know, big things we have a fear of doing in little things. So start with the little things. Because if you want to try and deal with that huge fear first... Mm -hmm. I mean, in all honesty, let's not set our, we want to, we want to defeat that fear, right? So start, start with the little things because every fear you conquer and you get past, man, do you feel powerful and it gives you the power to go on and face that next fear. 
Well, I appreciate that you said that because I have a different philosophy. My philosophy, and I mean, I'm open to, you know, I'm receptive to everybody's viewpoint and what works for them because it's better to do something and take action, whether it be on the small scale or the big scale versus Mm -hmm. not taking any action at all. So whatever works that's going to shift people and get them out of their comfort zone or get them unmobilized by fear, then go to it. But my philosophy is, always start with the hard thing first. I do that with my to-do list. I do that with everything because if you can, and and the things, it will rapidly accelerate your growth, right? Because if you, and it's a mindset and it's not easy, trust me, Mm -hmm. it is not Mm -hmm. easy. But for me, and I talk about this with my mentoring clients as well, if you can step into accomplishing or setting out the task of your to-do list and you go after the thing that you least want to do, call it dread, call it being begrudgingly having Mm -hmm. to do it, right? The things people are more inclined to procrastinate and put off are the things for whatever the underlying reason they don't want to do. You get that thing off your list or you do it and demonstrate to yourself that you are more than capable to, to get that done and to rise, then every other task or everything else that you've identified as a goal it will show up much faster and much more quicker and it will instill more confidence because you've already demonstrated and proven to yourself. If I can do the hard stuff, I can do that little stuff and I can do, I can do the in-between stuff. And that is a great confidence builder and it will shave years off of your life for the trajectory of where you say you want to go. Nice. Nice. That is true. That is true too. And you know, it's interesting when you're talking about that because it did, it did bring up a thought to me because I I have, and you're so right about it. So individually so. but when you brought that up, you know, my Mars started turning, my mind started, the wheels were turning. It's like, yeah, you know what? Lisa has a point. She's bringing something up that when you know, I approached this, I'll say, you know, I'll give an example. There was a huge company I approached. And it's like, okay, this company is really hard to get in to be a beautiful, motivational speaker, but I'm just going to go for it because what's the worst that could happen? They could say no. It's not a bad thing, but, you know, always. So I met that. I faced that fear and I said, okay, I'm going to approach them. And guess what? I got in as a motivational speaker. So, yeah, it was huge step for me. It was a it's like you said, that big task, right? Because normally mm-hmm. you have to go through the, you know, the little steps, get, you know, all this background stuff that they want, but it's like, no, I'm going right for the top. <laughs> so you're so Brilliant. right. So it's so individual and, you know, for myself too, I, I so, you know, dependent on what you're doing, but I love how you brought that up and you kind of made the light go off. That light bulb moment, that light bulb <laughs> moment I forgot about, Lisa, you you turned it on for me again. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, the thing is too, it, it debunks, it demystifies the limitations that we self-impose, right? So if we think, okay, and, and the thing is, the pe- people want to, we're all guilty of this, myself included at different times in my juncture and in my journey. So it's like, you know, I'm going to do that first because I know that I'm going to get it done. Or I'm going to do that first because I actually have a calling. I'm I'm more enamored with that aspect of the different roles and the different undertakings in terms of bringing it all together and piecing it all together. And each piece plays a pivotal role to the bigger overall picture. But if you're always defaulting to leaving the big tasks, the strenuous tasks, the more fear-based tasks to the end, then whatever you set out to do initially, where it could get accomplished, 
uh, in minimal time, half the time, reduced time, if you take on the big thing. Because you already know you can get the little stuff done, and it's all equally important, and it's all relevant if you're truly committed to where you say you want to go and accomplish what you want to accomplish. But the thing that's going to trip you up is the bigger goal or the bigger project or the bigger contact or the bigger name or the bigger whatever. Mm -hmm. And so if you can prove that you can break through those limitations and you can, that's another way of mastering yourself. It's another way of honing yourself. And what that does to your level of self-discipline, let alone your confidence, it's incredible. And then all the other stuff shows up and it shows up exponentially. And uh, I love the passion in your voice, <laughs> you know, and there's, it's, there's two, you know, when we hear someone talking then there's certain words that jump out because we, we understand those words. So as you were talking, Lisa, there were two words that really jumped out at me. And the one was limitations. Yes. And it's so true, right? We, we create limitations on ourselves. We put them on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And you're so right because it's those limitations that stop us from going for those bigger things, those dreams, right? Mm-hmm. So I loved how you you talked about that, you know, and the, it's just the compassion and, and just going for it. <laughs> just Absolutely. going for it. Yeah. Well, when, when you go, when you, ta- when you strategize in your tackle and you combat the bigger things first, mm-hmm. then it really eradicates the whole, um, uh, the whole potential for becoming like procrastinating. Yeah. Right. Right. So if you show signs of not being willing or not giving yourself permission to procrastinate or delay or derail yourself from accomplishing the bigger things, then the extra energy that's going to infuse for all the other little things that perhaps had you changed, if you'd reverse that and just strictly started with the small things, you wouldn't have necessarily given it as much oomph. As you yeah. would have had you not proven to yourself that you tackled the bigger thing, yeah. right? Then it yeah. brings a totally different field of energy to everything yeah. else. And I think, too, when you said permission, too, it also, you know, give yourself permission that if that big thing you tackled, that it didn't happen right away, give yourself permission to say, that's okay, but I'm not going to allow it to stop me for doing the next thing I want to go to or getting the next task done. Because oftentimes when we're faced with disappointment, we mm-hmm. question our own worth. We question our own self. We question whether, well, well I'm not going to go for this again. I'm not going to try this again because look what happened now. Each situation is different. Every person, let's say that that's, you know, you were wanting to talk to somebody big and they said no. That's a different person. And and it's important not to take things personally mm-hmm. because we, especially as women, Lisa, we, we can take so many things so personally. And then we question ourselves, why, 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 why? And you blame yourself. It's, you know, when women come to me and they say, oh, I'm struggling, you know, they'll say whatever the situation is. And then often there can be a link there. They're struggling with a certain person, be it a coworker. And, you know, I help them turn it around and say, not all personalities 
get along. We often clash. Accept yourself for, for who you are. Accept them for who they are. And mm-hmm. just because they vented on you has nothing to do with you. You just happen to be there. They felt comfortable enough, believe it or not, for to vent on you because they, they feel comfortable without you or them realizing it. And instead of question yourself why they get angry with me, turn around and say, wow, I should be honored because they felt open, they felt comfortable. And it's a really hard thing to turn mm-hmm. it around like that, right? Mm-hmm. But when you do, you know, clients have told me, women have told me, even when I've, you know, talked, um, excuse me, in front of groups, and they'll, you know, re-communicate with me down the road, and they're like, wow, Tanya, this really stuck with me, and I tried it, and I feel so much better. Thank you. I'm going to start not taking things so personally. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start saying, Oh, thank you for who I am. And, and you know, thanks to the co-workers because we do get things done together. But and it's those little steps, right? And, and it doesn't always come to you right away. Sometimes it, you can fume about it for two days. Mm-hmm. The third day, it's like, oh, wait, hold on here, right? <laughs> right. Well, and, and one thing that's worked for me, and the thing is, I'm all about sharing the wealth, because if something's worked for me, I know that it's likely going to work for at least one other person, which is always the goal, right? Mm-hmm. So share the wealth. And so for me, I've reduced a lot of heartache, a lot of time expended, a lot of output of energy by just simply changing the narrative, which is what you touched yeah. upon. So once upon a time where old Lisa, old version of Lisa might have been, oh, but if I do this, this is yeah. going to happen or whatever. Yeah. No, now it's like, you know, now it's like I eat rejection for breakfast. So <laughs> give me your best shot, asshole. You know? <laughs> That's, you know what I mean? Oh, like, I do. I mean, and if you see it as a game, right? I, I see a lot of life as a game. So if we yeah. if we compare it to a video game and it's about leveling up. So if it's Pac-Man, you know, and you got to eat all the stuff and you got to like, like you got to do yeah. all that, right? That's the only way that you're going to morph up to the next level. Yeah. So you can't be a doormat. You can't go into things blindly and, and go, okay, well, I mean, anytime you venture out of your comfort zone and want to play a bigger game and choose to play a non-negotiable bigger game, you yeah. know, every time you seek something out or you combat something or you go after something, yeah. you know, there's always the potential for a rejection. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I've had nothing. I've had a, like a huge laundry list of rejection, but you know what? It has built built up such an arsenal for me. It's like now it's like I almost feed off of it. It's like, go ahead, go ahead, give me your best shot, and I will counteract that with a better more intelligent argument for why you saying no would be a huge mistake for you. yeah, and it really it really creates a stronger person because when you, you know, personally, when I voice how I'm feeling or I voice, you know, my opinion, it makes me become a stronger person because yeah. then then that rejection, I don't take it so personally, you know, or that rejection kind of bounces off of me. It's like, yeah, I heard it, but you know what? That's your loss, not mine. Because Absolutely. You, you end up realizing the power you have to share with other people the power you have of connecting and knowing how it helps to change their lives if they're saying no well guess what it's it's your people 
that mm-hmm. are not going to get the positive strength now, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's the strength that you, when you share that strength, man, does it have this power too that you just want to keep on going and keep on Absolutely. spreading your wealth. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and you know, and it's, it's not to manipulate people, but no. I do a lot of reverse psychology. So when somebody comes to me and they say no, then I flip it back on them and I'll say, what are you scared of? That would make you render a no decision. What are you yeah. scared of? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so when I've sometimes in some instances getting this down to a fine art where I've been met with an initial no, or I'm sitting on the fence and you know, they're wishy-washy or whatever, mm. then I, I come at it strong. And then I flip it back on them and say, well, what is it about you? What area have you not done the work that you can't make a definitive decision and give me A, B, and C as your reason? Yeah. Right? And then they come back to me, oh. (laughs) And, you know, and and that, when you talk about people who have the ability to close, close deals, close projects, Mm -hmm. close money, close whatever, you know, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Right? You you got to Go ahead. Sorry. No, it's okay. But but it's putting the mirror back on somebody. It's like, you know what? I will respect your decision. Yeah. Regardless. And I will do it without personalizing, but I would be interested to know the psyche or the rationale or the justification for why your answer is a no. Can we have that conversation? Let's just shoot the shit one-on-one. Let's be truth, truthful. You know, what is your reason for saying no? I'd kind of be interested to know that. You're comfortable putting it out there. So, you know, just give me some insight. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you're so, you're so right. And the more we practice that, the easier it becomes because, you know, as women, we are often afraid of what are they going to think? What are they going to say? Men do not have an issue. When a woman's, you know, says her points and is strong about and put her foot down, she's called a bitch in all fact, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and even again, the old Tanya too would, you know, be so kind and polite with, you know, replying back to someone, but now it's like to the point. And if you take it the wrong way, that's not my fault. I'm just mm-hmm. putting it to the point. Why you Why shoot the shit and beat around the bush, right? Absolutely. <laughs> let's, let's just get it out there. And then it's like, whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, right. They kind of, it's almost like the res- there's a huge respect now for you. <laughs> Which is unbelievable. I mean, we need as women just to speak our mind, right? It's well, not us. It's not us speaking our mind. It's the other people that have the issue mm-hmm. because they're not used to that. Well, you know what? I want you to respect yourself, and I want you to say how you feel because that is how respect is gained. In in all honesty, that mm-hmm. is truly how respect in today's age is gained and how you're seen as this powerful person that I want to listen to. And again, be, become that person. Don't be afraid to, who do you want to be? Who is inside of you that you want to release? Well, harness her or him and release them and show that power that you have that stuck inside. Because you know what? If you become that person that's deep within you and other people are ticked off or they don't like that person, guess what? They never liked you for who you were at the beginning. 
Right. Well, and I think too, it, it's, uh, you know, when people make reference to it's a blessing and a curse sometimes to be exactly yeah. who you are or show yeah. up exactly as you do, yeah. you know, alpha females, right? I, I mean, I've always in the business world, I've gotten along more so with men yes. than, I have, <laughs> than I have with women. And I think it's because when you're alpha, right, which I am, I have no problems owning that. I am more tapped into sometimes my male energy than my female energy. Yeah. Right. And how do females, uh, you know, males get seen? They, they're, they're assertive, but the same behavior coming out of a woman, you are aggressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so true. You know, I'm, naturally people don't believe it but I am naturally an introvert Mm -hmm. but I've learned through you know self journaling and self-discovery that there's situations where I become the extrovert and when I'm that extrovert I speak my mind. People have seen that. It's like, whoa, you better watch out. Here comes Tanya. She's strong-minded today. No, I'm not. I'm not. I am just speaking what I believe in and what I think, right? Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, I will be that introvert. But when I need to be that, I'm going to pull the extrovert, that strong woman out of me, right? (laughs) Well, you know, there's there's another uh, cliche old adage, whatever, and it goes along the lines of, you know, the person who doesn't stand for something will fall for anything, Mm -hmm. you know? And so when it comes to business, when it comes to whatever, people can so quickly pick up on, you know, the unspoken. People can pick up on the demeanor. People can pick up on the body language. And so if you come across even non-verbally as a wishy-washy person, you've lost your credibility. You've lost your credibility. Yeah, yeah. It's so true. And, you know, when you say you pick up on, you pick up things from people. And it's just like, you know being intuitive, which I feel you are, and, and I, I know I am as well, exactly. And, you know, we pick up on people's energy. And even though you're in one city and I'm in another, I can feel the energy off you, Lisa, and it's so powerful. <laughs> and no, I'm, I'm like, this is a good thing. It's so powerful. It's so passionate. It's so positive that you can't help but to to continue and live in that and and it it uh, you know I can't help but to live in that world or that vibe with you and it's like when you walk in a room right mm-hmm. there's people that just suck and drain you and there's other people that just lift you up and they shine and shine and you can feel their energy in the room and when there's two people that connect like you and I are now and share that passion and share that strength. I mean, oh my gosh, how (laughs) it can make a difference with other women, other people everywhere throughout the world. It's like this energy that we're sharing with everyone that's listening and everyone that is out there. And you know what? I say shine on, shine on, shine on, because you never know who you end up helping and who you end up shifting their mindset to positive and who you end up they've just been wanting to just shine and all of a sudden they feel that power and they start shining okay tanya's gonna break yeah. out into pink floyd now shine on your crazy <laughs> diamond i hear it coming <laughs> oh boy 
You're awesome. Okay, well, listen, being cognizant of time, I want to give you the opportunity for the benefit of the listeners and the podcast subscribers. Where can people find you? Where can people reach out for an initial consult? Is there anything upcoming on the calendar? How can people tune into your podcast? How can they even become a prospective guest? Okay, definitely, definitely. Okay, reach out to me, Instagram, Tanya Otterstein Lease. Facebook, I'm the same, Tanya Otterstein Lease. On YouTube, Tanya Otterstein Lease, that is where I have a bunch of videos, as well as my podcast, where I was so lucky to have you on my podcast, Lisa. Well, I thank you. That was an honor and a privilege. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, Anchor FM is where I have another one of my podcasts where I just on that podcast I just am talking about mom revamping mom life talking about mom reliving you know what life is like um, and then also my website website which is going through a revamp which is bodybusiness.ca but that's going to be changing the name mm-hmm. um, so yeah and if they you know what I have too you can also most people aren't I'm going to say on Instagram. So when you go to my Instagram page, you go to my bio, you click on Linktree, and there you will see self-care hotline. Mm-hmm. Except to Calendly, my calendar work, you can book at a time that's convenient for you, a day that works for you, for us to have a self-care hotline chat where I'm going to focus on you and I'm going to listen to you and I'm going to give you a tip right away that you can instill to help you shift and become this amazing person that you already are, but we're going to harness and make you love yourself and make self-care a part of your daily life. Because you know what, Lisa, we need to be accountable for ourselves. We need to take care of ourselves, make ourselves a number one priority instead of giving all our time and energy and love away. Have it for yourself. You're number one first, baby. Absolutely. Beautiful. What a lovely way to close out. So I just want to say, Tanya, so grateful to you for the gift of your time, your wisdom, your humor, your nuggets, your everything. And again, for having uh, graciously invited me onto your platforms. I had a ball. And uh, you have an open standing invitation, my friend, anytime you wish to come back in the future, if there's something new that you want to get out there into, uh, you know, the universe internationally, you're always welcome to do so. And to the listening audience, I want to thank you once again for taking time out of your schedule for tuning in to myself and my guest of today, Tanya on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. It's been a blast. I'm very clear, exceptionally clear on my purpose. My purpose is to uplift you to fear less and to live more Until next Friday, I wish you a safe, healthy, and uplifted weekend. Love and gratitude, friends, and to you too as well. Tanya, all my best. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Halton Honda, Forever and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at Living Fearlessly with Lisa 
www.cbsradio.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.